Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, the handsome Dr. Irv Wolf, <laughs> who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, he's also a hand model. I'm just kidding. So I think I jazz this up a little bit. <laughs> He's got a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books, and currently he's directing Wolf Counseling, where he and my mom offer telecounseling to individuals and couples. And you can find out more information if you're in need of counseling or you know someone who is by emailing them at wolf, W-O-O-L-F, counsel at gmail.com. Or you can also go to wolfcounsel.com for more information. We are discussing angels and the birth of Christ. This is going to be awesome. So before we start that, I will just open us in prayer and then we'll talk about Jesus and the angels that were with him when he was born. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you now with this podcast and we are just so grateful that you've given us this platform and help us to use it to glorify you. I pray that you'd be honored and that you'd be glorified in this podcast as we speak about the birth of Christ and the angels that were present that you sent to minister to Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. Pray that our listeners would be uplifted by this podcast as we celebrate this joyous time of year, uh, the time when the Messiah was sent to save us from our sins. Thank you, God, for your mercy and your compassion for us. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It is Christmas, the most wonderful time of the year. And Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, Laura and I, as she mentioned, are concluding our series and angels around us. And tonight we're looking at specifically the role of angels in the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, as we've said in previous broadcasts, the word angel in Greek means messenger. And we know that God sends angels as messengers to deliver his messages to humans. Mm -hmm. uh, Hebrews 1.14 tells us, and they, meaning angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation. So with that in mind, angels played a significant role in delivering messages before, during, and after the birth of Jesus. We've got a lot to cover. We do. But let's look at the part angels played mm -hmm. in the birth of Jesus Christ. Pour yourself a cup of cocoa and pull right up to the podcast. <laughs> well, the first thing is angels were there and they promised the birth of Jesus. And you see that in Matthew 1 and in Luke chapter 1. One of my favorite characters, one of my heroes in the Bible is Joseph. I know. And mm -hmm. Joseph, the reason I think he's one of my heroes, he's kind of unsung. You don't read a lot about him. Uh, but he was obedient to God. Uh, he was faithful to Mary. He was a huge influence on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he's a guy who doesn't command a lot of attention, but you know, he, as a carpenter, you know, he was a big influence on the savior mm -hmm. and how he went about doing his ministry. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and, and what kind of a guy would understand or would take a woman back after she, he found out she was pregnant. Yeah. And in that day and age, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, the shame factor is huge, right? Uh, they would either put her to death which I don't think they would do under the Roman Empire, but they would certainly uh, shun her 
excommunicate. Uh, yep, shun her and make her feel like she was a second-class citizen mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. she was not worth uh, the time or trouble of the women in the village. They wouldn't right. do anything. They wouldn't have anything to do with her. Mm -hmm. Joseph's encounter with an angel is, is quite amazing. This is prior to the birth of Jesus. Uh, angels are instrumental, or they were instrumental in bringing the good news of Jesus' promised birth to Joseph and Mary. And though he was engaged, and the Bible uses the term betrothed, uh, to be betrothed is a little stronger than our engagement, mm. uh, because it's not only that you aren't married yet, but you're going to be married, but it takes a divorce to break a betrothment. Wow. So if you want to get out of a betrothal, you have to get divorced. Wow. Because remember, Joseph's going to put her away secretly. Mm -hmm. He's going to divorce her secretly, even though they're only betrothed. Mm -hmm. So Mary told Joseph she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And a lesser man might have guffawed at the idea. Mm -hmm. But Joseph took her seriously. He really loved her. And to protect both their reputations, he was going to secretly divorce her. That's when God's angel appears. To Joseph in a dream to calm his heart. Mm -hmm. And the angel tells Joseph that the child she is carrying is the savior of the world. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to marry her. And what does Joseph do? Joseph does what he's always recorded to do in the Bible. He mm -hmm. obeys. Mm -hmm. He obeyed the angel. He married Mary. And he was careful to keep her a virgin until she bore Jesus the Messiah. Now, Joseph's faith is evident in his quick obedience without question, to the angel's words. He doesn't dispute. He doesn't argue. How did this he happen? Doesn't, he doesn't debate. He doesn't mm -hmm. do anything. He just does it. Mm. And by the way, I just, just a little aside, kind of a BTW. Um, Mary didn't stay a virgin. Uh, the Catholics teach that Mary, the perpetual virginity of Mary. But Jesus had brothers and sisters. We're going to get to that. Well, you're right. We're going to get to that. But they believed that she was a perpetual virgin and Jesus was their only child. Mm. They're uh, deceived. But, but Matthew 13 says he had four brothers and two or more sisters. Wow. So that's a family, including Jesus, of seven kids. Mm -hmm. Plus Joseph and Mary, it's a family of nine. Right. So that's a pretty big family. Oh, man. Imagine being a sibling of Jesus. Why can't you be like your brother? Seriously. <laughs> you and that attitude. If you could only be more like Jesus. <laughs> oh, Laura, Laura, Laura. Uh, well, a couple of other things concerning Catholic teaching. Some of it is pretty good. Others is not good at all. One is they believe in the Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. And, and that is that Jesus was conceived by Mary when she was a virgin. Mm -hmm. And he was conceived uh, supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. We would say, yeah, uh, that's good. The perpetual virginity, we would reject. Right. And the assumption of Mary. The assumption of Mary means that because she was sinless, which is the sinless perfection of Mary, and she had no original sin. Mm and that she was sinless. Therefore, how could she die? So she had to assume and be a, ascend directly into heaven. Mm. And we're saying, wait a minute, where do you get that from the Bible? 
Well, yeah, and I don't understand why they elevate Mary above Jesus. Yeah, in fact, they pray to Mary because they think she has Jesus's ear. Uh, so they don't think they can go directly to Jesus, which we would say you can. That's why he's he's our intercessor. He's our high priest. Well, yeah, the Bible teaches that. Yeah, but they would say, no, you, you go through Mary because she has pull. She has sway with Jesus. Hmm. And so, therefore, we pray to Mary, and Mary, in turn, intercedes for us. With no, Jesus. Jesus intercedes for us. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I'm just quoting the Bible. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to me. Just read your Bible. <laughs> anyway, what's interesting to me is in Luke 1, in Mary's uh, great uh, prayer, uh, Mary says in Luke 1, 46 and 47, she, she thanks God and blesses God, my Savior. Well, why do you need a Savior? You only need a Savior if you're a sinner. Right. Absolutely. So, so the idea that she's got sinless perfection and that she never sinned, uh, there's no good biblical basis for that. Uh, that one comes out of Catholic theology, mm -hmm. not well, out of the Bible. They don't, uh, I don't, they don't pay much attention to the Ten Commandments then either because it says thou shalt have no other gods before, they, before me and, and they make Mary into a god. They worship Mary. Yeah, they, there is Mariolatry mm -hmm. and that's a form of idolatry. Yeah. Well, let me talk about Mary for just a little bit. Uh, we talked about Joseph and his encounter with the angel before the birth of Jesus. This is Mary's encounter with an angel before the birth of Jesus. Mary is met by none other than Gabriel, the archangel of the Lord. And Gabriel calms Mary by letting her know she's found favor with God, has been chosen to bear the Christ child. Mm. Gabriel tells her that even though she's a virgin, she'll conceive a son whom she would name Jesus. And Jesus means savior. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Christ means anointed one. And if you put Jesus Christ together, you get the anointed savior. Nice. That's what his name means. Mary asked Gabriel, well, how can this be since I'm a virgin? Because she thinks the only way conception can occur is through human instrumentality. Gabriel explains the process that God will come upon her, uh, bring about conception through the Holy Spirit. Mm. And Mary's faith is proclaimed in Luke 1.38 when she declares, this is great. Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. Wow. I mean, she's got to know what's going to happen mm. if she turns up pregnant in that mm -hmm. village. Mm -hmm. It's a small town. You know, she's in, she's in Nazareth and she's in trouble. Right. Her faith in God is incredible, though, because she clearly understands that although she may not know how this is going to happen, if God can impregnate her, he can certainly bring it to fruition. He can certainly yeah. protect her through that process. Yeah, that's a great point, because. That's exactly what he did. He protected her and Joseph from the public scorn. You never read in the Bible about the public scorn, although they did take a shot at Jesus. Uh, the Pharisees took a shot at Jesus when he was an adult, saying we weren't born of immorality. We weren't born of fornication. So they're basically saying your mother was a fornicator, and that's how you got here. Uh, you wouldn't have done that. Uh, you, you wouldn't have been here were it not for her fornication. So they they, they tried to rub that in him. How did Jesus respond to that? 
Yeah, well, he, did he say my dad's the Holy Spirit? Back no. off. Yeah, he basically <laughs> said the ground that. will open up and <laughs> suck you in. <laughs> he said, You are of your father, the devil. Mm. Yeah, he's the father of lies, and that's what you speak. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so both Mary and Joseph they had tremendous faith as they learn of the promised birth of Jesus Christ. So that, that is the promised birth. Now let's take a look for just a minute at the angels proclaiming the birth mm. of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's in Luke 2, uh, 8 through 15. Now, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and that fulfilled the prophecy of Micah 5, 2, which says, mm-hmm. as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, that's a very important word, Ephrata, because it identifies which of the two Bethlehems is the one in which Jesus would be born. Mm. Because there's a Bethlehem in Galilee, and there's a Bethlehem in Judea. This is the Bethlehem that's in Judea. Yes, that's the one. It's called Ephrathah. Well, you're too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you, one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Mm -hmm. So on the miraculous night when Mary delivered her baby in the innkeeper's cave, an angel of the Lord informed shepherds who were keeping watch over their flocks in the outskirts of Bethlehem at night. And upon seeing the angel, the shepherds were scared to death, as you and I would be, mm-hmm. having the sky light up bright mm-hmm. at, at midnight. And here they are out in the field, keeping watch over their flock from wild animals, wolves, and bears. After calming them, the angel tells them the Messiah has been born in Bethlehem, and they should look for a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Manger is a feeding trough Mm -hmm. for cattle. Mm -hmm. And immediately the sky is filled with angels praising God. The shepherds do something very unusual. They leave their flocks Mm. unguarded. Which is unheard of. Unheard of. You just don't do that. They don't do that because... Wild animals could come in. Poachers could come in. And that's their livelihood. That's, and that, that's, that's their bread and butter. That's where they get, that's where they get their money. Mm-hmm. They lead their flocks. They rush to find the baby in Bethlehem. And based on the descriptors given by the angels, I don't think this would be that hard to find him. Bethlehem is a pretty small town with very few inns. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for a baby in a manger. <laughs> so why do you think God chose the shepherds to make the announcement to of all the people. Yeah, that I'm not, you know, that's a great question. I'm not sure. I know they were Jewish. Mm-hmm. So he goes, first of all, to the house of Israel to, to have them declare the validity of the birth of Jesus. So Israel gets first priority here right? before the Gentiles come a couple of years later. And no, but he could have gone to businessmen. He could have gone to merchants or bankers yeah. or Pharisees, you know, yeah. maybe because they're humble. I don't know. I mean, uh, humility is certainly one of the things. They're, they're working class people. They're blue collar. Mm-hmm. They're blue collar guys. And uh, they're, they're rough. Uh, they're, they're not uh, cultured. Right. Uh, most of them are uneducated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they know sheep and uh, they they know how to follow orders they know how to obey right right uh, and they rescue sheep and they feed them and they you know pull 
pull, flies off of them. And, <laughs> and it kind of is in um, sync with the type of people that Jesus hung out with. He didn't hang out with the upper class and the well-to-do. He hung out with the common people. Yep, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he was, he was not in king's palaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he sure he is now, though. Yeah, he is. He said at one point, he said, uh, someone said, let me follow you. And he says, the, the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's always dependent upon uh, really the, the kindness and goodness of other people mm. to provide him with shelter. Wow. Anyway, that, that's as good a theory as any. They were humble. Right. Humble blue collar guys. And, that, yep. and God used them. Right. Well, the last point is angels protected the birth of Jesus. Mm. So they proclaimed it and pronounced it. Yep. Uh, promised it. And, and now they protected it. Good point. Uh, which is, again, goes back to Joseph, that righteous husband of Mary. Mm-hmm. He's warned by an angel in a dream. So this is the guy who pays attention to his dreams. Right. And, and I got to ask a, a side question. Does God ever speak to people in dreams today? That's a really good question because it seemed like back then God spoke to a lot of people in dreams and even the Kings, like you think about, um, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Yes. And, and who was the King when, when Joseph, uh, interpreted his dream, uh, but- Joseph, Joseph went to, uh, the Pharaoh in Egypt to, to interpret the dreams. Right. But, but, but the Kings back then and the rulers took their dreams very seriously. So much so that Nebuchadnezzar was going to destroy every so-called wise men in his country. If they couldn't interpret it, if they couldn't even, they they didn't even need to just interpret it. They had to tell him what the dream was first. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they kept saying, okay, tell us the dream and we'll interpret it. Right. And he kept saying, I don't think so, guys. Nope. You tell me. The I know dream. this trick. <laughs> you tell me the dream and interpret it. Right. So the point is, yes, they took dreams very seriously. And now we have lots of goofy dreams, but do they mean anything? Is God speaking to us through them? Yeah. Well, and that's a good point. Uh, does God still speak through dreams? Well, Joseph is warned by an angel in a dream to get up, not, not tomorrow morning, not tomorrow night, not over the weekend. Get up right now. Take mm-hmm. Mary and Joseph to Egypt. Get them out of town. Mm-hmm. He tells Joseph that King Herod will come searching for Jesus to destroy him. And Joseph, to his credit, obeys without question. Herod does indeed search for the king of Israel. He slaughters all the babies uh, two years of age and under. Yes. And uh, in fact, it, it even says that um the wailing and the widows of rama is heard mm. as, as the widows the, not the widows but as the mothers mm. wailed for their babies yes who were slaughtered yes uh, all the babies two years of age and under mm-hmm. so a question is often asked how did joseph and mary survive in egypt right the answer is they used the gold silver and frankincense that were given them by the magi mm. until it was safe for him and Mary and Jesus to return to Israel. And even wow. then, they didn't return to Bethlehem. Uh, wow. They went north to Nazareth. So that's where they that's where they settled down and make their home. That's amazing how God looked out for them. Yeah. Provided them with gold, frankincense, mm-hmm. uh, gold, silver, and frankincense, 
so they'd have something to live on because he knows they're going to wind up having to go to a foreign land and they're not going to be received like a a native Egyptian. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to make their way without, uh, maybe even without work. So he's giving them gold, frankincense, and silver. In any case, uh, Mary and Jesus return to Israel. Joseph returns with his family to their former hometown of Nazareth. And that is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy too. Hosea 11.1 declares, when Israel was a youth, I loved him and out of Egypt, I called my son. So he calls him out of Egypt to come back with his parents and settle in Nazareth. Well, just a couple of thoughts in closing. That God has assigned angels to watch over us. They are watchers. They protect and defend his children. God sends messages through them to his own children. Angels are his servants who serve God with great joy and delight. Mm -hmm. Such is certainly the case with the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. His birth, life, death, and resurrection are all marked by the ministry of angels. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. And on that note, like what a great day, what a great day to give your life to Christ. And he, he was born this day, you know, a couple thousand years ago to be your savior. He ultimately would, would die on the cross for your sins. So if you've never invited him into your heart to be your Lord and savior, what a perfect gift to give yourself and to give back to him. This is, this is a beautiful day. It would be your spiritual birthday. If you choose to make Jesus, your Lord and savior today. And you can do that through the ABCs of salvation, A, and and feel free to write these down because if you already know Christ as your savior, this is an easy tool to use to share with your friends, to share with your children, to share with with other family members, especially over this um, Christmas season. A is admit you are a sinner in need of a savior. And Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And because of that, we needed a savior. So God sent Jesus on that first Christmas day So be as believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14, six says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And then see, call upon his name, confess your sin, admit you're a sinner and cry out to him. And he will meet you right where you're at. Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. Dad, will you walk us through that salvation prayer? Yep, I'd love to. Well, dear listener, you know, this is the, the, the most wonderful time of the year. Mm-hmm. It's the birth of Jesus. And what better way to start off a, a new year than to have Jesus born in your heart? Yes. That he would take up root in, in your life and mm-hmm. come to live in you. That would be, uh, that would be the gift that uh, would, would carry you through for all eternity. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just thrilled to be able to walk you through that prayer that would bring you into God's kingdom. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I've sinned. Mm. I know that I've fallen short of your standards. I've fallen short of my own standards. I'm not worthy of heaven, but I don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have any part of that. So I believe in Jesus. I know that Jesus took my place on the cross. Jesus rose so that I could have eternal life and Jesus is coming again and I will come with him mm-hmm. and Lord I want to pray that, that Jesus would save me mm-hmm. I'm calling upon you Jesus mm-hmm. come into my heart make me born again 
Give me the best Christmas ever. And I pray that in your name. Amen. 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 We just pray a Christmas. Our Christmas prayer for you is that, that you made that decision today. And that um, this is your first Christmas celebrating with Jesus in your heart. Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And we'd love to celebrate with you. Make our Christmas. Make our Christmas wish uh, by sending us an email, letting us know about your decision. You can send that to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. We're just so grateful that you chose to give us some of your time today on this Christmas Christmas podcast. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. You can also find current and past episodes at hopewellcouncil.com. If you've got questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, you can send those to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And we've got some exciting podcasts planned for the new year. We are already busy working on it. We do not take time off. <laughs> we are busy working for you. So here are some, some teasers about what's what to expect in 2023. Um, first of all, next week, we're going we're gonna to wrap up... Um, the new year, or, or, or I should say dive into the new year with spiritual health, new year's goals. A lot of people focus on physical, they want to lose weight or they want to eat healthy. Well, we're going to talk about some spiritual um, tools you can use as you go into the new year's. What, what would be some really good spiritual health goals? And then after that, dad, you just thought of a great new series for us. And can you tease that a little bit? Yeah, I, I thought it would be really good for us to take a look at who is Jesus Christ? Mm. And to, to do an in-depth look at the personal work of Jesus Christ, everything from what secular sources say about Jesus through the rapture, through the return of Christ, his reign on earth, and the eternal lordship of Christ over all the universe. Wow. So we, we will go through 10 different podcasts on the life of Christ. Wow. Uh, I think it's going to be powerful. I'm looking forward to that because... There's so much about Jesus that I don't know, I don't understand, or that I just need to refresh myself on, especially as his, his return is becoming sooner every day. We need to know who Jesus is, and we need to understand and uh, appreciate who he is before he returns, yep. so that I'm very much looking forward to that series. And so before we go, I'm going to leave us with a famous passage on angels from Luke 2, 8 through 14, and it says... And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. 